Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2070, Eight Edits for a Simpler, Better Life by Lisa Avellon of nosidebar.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who's been reading articles and book excerpts to you every day, including holidays, for over five and a half years, covering personal development or self-help, how to live a better life, happiness, and a lot more. It's always with permission from the authors or websites. You can hit the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app to get new episodes for free. And with that, let's get right to another post as we optimize your life. Eight Edits for a Simpler, Better Life by Lisa Avellon of nosidebar.com. Quote, perfection is achieved not when there's nothing more to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. I heard Rob Bell say once when he is editing a book, he knows he's making progress when he starts to cut out really good stuff. I wondered why he would cut that out of his book. How would leaving out the good make his book better? It occurred to me that as an aspiring minimalist, I spent a lot of time analyzing the clutter in my life, mind, and home, and little time assessing the usefulness and purpose of the good that I choose to keep. It's silly, really, because isn't that the point of removing the clutter to enjoy what remains? Minimalism questions everything. We remove the obvious clutter and then we are left to challenge what we believe to be good and worthy, all that made the cut. The answers can surprise us. Sometimes the good is not great all the time. It sounds counterintuitive, but we often have to edit really good stuff in our lives in order to tell our best story. A simple life tells the biggest story. You've heard of less is more and the cutting room floor and how the best of film and TV is lying on it. It's not an uncommon theme, but we rarely apply it to the way we live. We bring good things into our lives with the hope that they will solve a certain problem or desire. Books, clothing, machines, furniture, events, people, etc. are all at one point good things to add. But at some point down the line, some of those things no longer fulfill that need or desire. When Rob Bell wrote the first drafts of his book, he added certain good material because at that time, it was useful. Later, during the editing process, the need changed for that material. That doesn't make it less good. Editing revealed the story he was actually trying to write. Minimalism is deeper and wider than keeping the good stuff. It strips away our outer layers and exposes the inner parts of ourselves that we haven't tended to for far too long. It exposes the sneaky ways clutter disguises itself. It reveals our insecurities and all the characters we create to navigate life in a fickle culture. You may have good things, 
but for the wrong reasons or at the wrong time. Minimalism is keeping the right good at the right time. Editing the good from our lives isn't permanent. It's a practice of intentional choices that serves us in the present. The present is always changing, so what may have been good in the past might not be now, or what is not good now might be good in the future. Perhaps it's a good thing that doesn't fit in with our new simple life. We are paring down to live our best life, and some good doesn't fit in with our new lifestyle. Simplicity is about subtracting the obvious and adding the meaningful. Experience a better life. If you're looking for a simpler, better life, here are a few changes you can make. Number one, edit your wants. When we want only the simple, practical, and best things in our lives, it means changing the things we want. Consider the desires you have and if adding it to your life is worth the time, effort, space, etc. Number two, unsubscribe from good but not currently useful email lists. Edit your inbox of what's not adding value in a practical way. That may mean foregoing really good information for the sake of your time, focus, and productivity. When it's relevant to you, resubscribe. Number three, reduce the social media platforms you use. Choose your favorite platform and follow your favorite people, blogs, companies, and celebrities. More than likely, they will be on most platforms posting the same information to each. You won't miss out and you'll be more present in your own life by narrowing your attention. Number four, donate your good books. You can keep some books, but of those you've read and know you probably won't read again, donate to your local library or thrift store. Or if it's a particularly good one, share with a friend. Number five, cut back on good commitments. Learn to say no. My husband and I decided to not continue leading a small group Bible study for this current season of our lives. Through our process of editing, we recognize the desire and need to spend our evenings at home while our kids are so young. Choosing to say no to this particular commitment was not easy, but it creates much needed margin to enjoy our daughters and protect our family boundaries. Number six, cut back on social spending. Save money by entertaining at home rather than weekly happy hours with friends or coworkers. Or drop the food and drink altogether and suggest a different activity, such as hiking or checking out a local free tourist attraction. Number seven, downsize your home. I've seen people move to smaller homes to simplify their life. They discovered the reduced living space increased their intentionality concerning what they allow into their home and how they use the space they have. Large homes can be good, but could a smaller home be better? And number eight, set boundaries with family and friends. Family and friends usually have great intentions and we certainly love them. However, there are those times when it's necessary to ask for space. Pay attention to your needs for space and where those boundary lines are crossed. When boundaries are challenged, resentment builds. Be honest, but gentle. Minimalism is a paradox of addition by subtraction adding to our lives by removing the excess. Consider taking your minimalist journey deeper into the good stuff. You might find that less is more, even there. You just listened to the post titled, Eight Edits for a Simpler, Better Life by Lisa Aveon of nosidebar.com. Thank you to Lisa, a good list of things to consider. As usual, don't try them all at once, but if one stood out, try it. See if it works in your life, and if not, move on to another. That's the beauty of the stuff I read to you here. 
There are over 2,000 articles to choose from with insights and ideas to try anytime you like, and there's no one-size-fits-all. It's cliche, but true. I've been reading these articles to you every single day for many years now, and when people ask me, what's that one biggest takeaway from reading all of these articles? It's really that there is no one big takeaway because what works for one person will not necessarily work for another. We may all come from the same place, but we're all unique, and that means we'll all be very different in what makes our own personal lives the most meaningful. I just hope this podcast can help you figure out what that is. I think it's been helping me personally because if I didn't put this effort into making sure I get these positive messages consistently, I'm not sure I'd get them enough. And the reminder is a really good thing to have. I talked about this a bit last week in a Brian Tracy article. That was episode 2064, so you can check that out for more. But that should do it for today. Thank you for listening and being here and for subscribing to the show. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back for the Thursday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.